one of my boys was like, I feel like I'm supposed to get this particular blue mm. blanket. Wow. And we've got some flowers. And when we went there, we'd never been to this nursing home. It was a new city. Mm-hmm. And we said, who doesn't have family here? Mm. Or their family doesn't come to visit them. And they pointed out mm-hmm. like four or five people. And my mm-hmm. son went up with this blue blanket to this one specific lady. And he was like, we just wanted you to know that Jesus loves you. And we hope you have a Merry Christmas. And we want to give this to you. And she was like, that's the exact shade of blue my husband used to wear. Oh. And I mean, for my kids to be able to yeah. see that he goes before us. Yes. And, and somehow in them reaching out, and sharing the grief of someone else, they were helped with their own grief. God is a father to the fatherless. 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 Welcome moms. I am so glad you've joined us today for the Help I'm Raising Fatherless Kids podcast. I'm your host, Lori Apon. And we are doing a mini series right now that I've called Home for the Holidays. And Christmas is now just weeks away. And that thought, whether you're married or not, can sometimes feel overwhelming when we're trying to get all our ducks in a row and and we're thinking about all the things that relate to Christmas. But when you are doing this alone as a single mom and you have children that you want to bless and you want to make your home special and you want the holidays to be meaningful, um, what does that look like? What does that look like for you? And I'd love to hear what it looks like for you. But we have wonderful guests. I've, I've invited some moms who are seasoned. They have done this a few years now. They've raised children without a dad. They've gone through the holidays. And so I hope you'll join us for all of these conversations because I've been blessed by these ladies. And today I have Tara Dixon. Welcome, Tara. I'm so glad you're here today to join us. Thanks, Lori. I'm excited to be here. Tara is a mom to four amazing young adults. And you're a grandmother to how many now? Three with two on the way. Oh, wow. That's so Mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah. And she is a writer and she is a speaker and she's a podcaster. And I will put the link in our show notes to her podcast, Seek and Savor, because it is absolutely one of my favorite podcasts. It's short. I listen to it when I'm putting my makeup on in the mornings. So it starts my day focused on the Lord. She has hunger for the word of God. And you'll want to tune in because I I feel confident that the Lord will use her to speak to you. But we are here today with Tara to talk about the holidays. Mm -hmm. So Tara, why don't you first tell us a little bit about you and your family and maybe some background to your story for those ladies who don't know who you are. Okay. Um, Yes. So in 2016, my husband, Alan, went home to Jesus after a 14-month battle with glioblastoma. It's a form of aggressive brain cancer. Mm. At the time, we had our four kids. Our oldest daughter had actually just walked through a season of suffering where her Mm. first husband 
and her were no longer married. And Mm -hmm. my husband had walked by her side through all of that. It was Mm -hmm. very unexpected. Mm -hmm. And she had our first granddaughter. And then my son, Nate, was a senior in high school. And then Jake was a sophomore. Emma was a freshman. So it felt like the worst possible time for um, my husband to leave and go to heaven. And obviously there's no good time for it, right? Mm -hmm. But for us, it was just that time of seeing my sons starting to become men and not having him there anymore. Mm -hmm. And Emma being a ninth grader and having walked with her sister through this tragedy Mm -hmm. and just feeling like our lives were on shaky ground. But what is a surprise for us is not a surprise for the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. And three months after Alan went to heaven, he called us to pick up our lives in Arkansas and move to Tennessee. And that was probably the first big uh, step I had to take on my own. Uh, We left our home where Mm -hmm. we had raised our kids on a family farm. We, We left all of our family and friends. And I think when you walk through grief, grief affects everyone differently. Mm -hmm. So I will say that time was filled with grief on every front. Mm -hmm. And so uh, while I don't think God was calling us away from something, I think he was calling us to something. Mm -hmm. I just think that made it more clear. So Mm -hmm. I guess I wanted to say that because we don't always recognize side tragedies that happen along with the main Mm -hmm. grief, but they're very real. And it can feel like, really, Lord, one more thing. But I think it's important, and I'm speaking this to the mom who is feeling the main weight of whatever you're walking through along with these additional ones, just know that God is very aware Mm -hmm. of that and that He's not forgotten you. And as we turn over those griefs to the Lord, the very things that could break us actually make us stronger. Mm -hmm. And so I just encourage you to hide in the Lord. That move, that physical move for us also, I think, signified a spiritual move for Mm -hmm. us. Not Mm -hmm. that we were in a terrible place, spiritually speaking, i I felt like the kids had a good solid foundation in Jesus, but I felt like the Lord was looking ahead on all the different pathways he would call me and my four kids to. And he was saying, this has to happen Mm. so that the next things can come into your lives, the next equippings, the next trainings, the pivotal relationships and all of that. Um, And so our Our paths were set on a different journey and it's been good and it's been hard and he's been faithful. No doubt about it. That took a lot of courage. It felt like blind faith. I didn't feel courage, you know, I mean, three months, three months later. So I was still overwhelmed in the shadow of grief, but, Mm -hmm. but it was the one clear light I could see. It was the Mm -hmm. one clear direction. And I think sometimes we get bogged down in the whys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have people that reach out to me online when I share about grief or hope in Jesus, and they just keep saying, but why, why, why? And I'm like, I have never gotten a satisfactory answer when I've said why. 
So I've learned to stop asking why Mm -hmm. and to just ask Jesus to take it all and Mm -hmm. turn it into something precious and that he has never failed to do. For sure. Yes. Wow, you said so much right here at the start. Moms, there is loss upon loss. And that is often a surprise to you. Like, it's enough to just lose my husband. But all the other secondary losses that come are sometimes as overwhelming as losing our husbands. Yeah. And so here we are talking about the holidays today and the loss of what it used to look like or the loss of so many things associated with holidays it does cause us to redirect and to rethink what that looks like. I know the Lord gave you a little phrase from his word that has kind of been an anchor for you. If you just share that, because I think that would be an encouraging place Mm. for moms to to start as well as we're looking to the holidays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I had spent so many hours by Alan's bedside and hospital bedside and at home through hospice that when we moved here, I was like, I I just need to start walking again. I need to start taking those walks. And so you'll hear me refer to walks a lot in my, in my writing, because that's when God speaks to me. Mm -hmm. Um, He speaks to me all the time now, but especially in nature. And I remember one day I was out on a walk and just wrestling, (laughs) wrestling with God in prayer And I heard the spirit say, lift up your eyes. And it wasn't just hearing those words in my spirit. It was also like I had a mental picture of the Lord lifting my chin up as I was this little child who needed to look into his gaze. I didn't know at the time what that phrase would mean to me, but, but he continues to this day. Five years later, I think it was like probably within the first year of Alan going home to heaven, he continues to unpack what that means to me. Mm -hmm. Um, It means to like, let everything pale in comparison to Jesus. That Mm -hmm. song, you know, let the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And as we look at Jesus, we are looking less at our circumstances, Mm -hmm. right? And we're looking more at the one who has promised to never leave us or forsake Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. I'm getting my eyes off myself, right? Mm -hmm. Off my grief, my despair, all the ways I feel inadequate to the task that's right in front of me. And I'm looking at Jesus and remembering that when I'm weak, he is strong, that actually his power is made perfect in my weakness. Mm -hmm. So being weak isn't something I have to fear. And just on and on and on, He has continued to bring my eyes back to him because that's where all my answers are going to be found. That's true. And we see that in the Mm -hmm. scripture. When you look at all the different stories of the men and women, um, even the prophets, um, Job and, you know, just been studying Habakkuk, they do ask why a lot of times, but then they come to this. I guess a posture of humility. Yeah. Where then it's like the wise don't matter because they've focused on the greatness of God. Yes. And then it's like, okay, even if you don't do this, or even if you didn't answer that prayer, or even if I am 
still going to exult in you. And that word exult means jump for joy, regardless of my circumstances. And then, you know, that book of Habakkuk closes out. Then he gives us hind feet for hind places. It's almost like, okay, now we're ready. Okay, we have to get to that point of humility and surrender. And as you say, blind faith, I don't think faith has sight. So it's, yeah. it is blind. Yeah. And, and it's like the Lord says, okay, now here we go. Okay, now I'm going to give you that strength to take the next step. So that's a good point, Lori. I love that you said we can ask why, because he's big enough for all of our hard questions, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. I think, I think you hit it when you said it's when we, we, we throw everything, all of our feelings, we lay them all at his feet because he's big enough to take it all. But then he brings us back to that place of, but where else would I go? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you're, you're really all that I need right now. And, and it is that posture of humility. So I love that you said it that way. Well, wrestling is normal. And I love, I think Rick Warren said this, that when we complain about God, that is rebellion. When we complain to God, that is an act of worship. And so we're invited in, especially in the Psalms, to lament. Yes. And it's healthy in our grief process. It's healthy in life is to, Lord, what were you thinking? Yeah. I, I certainly <laughs> ask that a lot. Yes. What were you thinking? Yeah. And I know you're doing that, moms, as well. So, Tara, what did the holidays look like for you and your family the first couple of years? I think your husband died in January, was it? Alan went home in February, the day before his birthday. So it was like the end of February. And my daughter actually kept her Christmas tree up in her room until April Mm. that year. So Christmas in our home had always been the most joyful time. It's always been my favorite time of year. And I feel like that's true in a lot of families. and, And it was no different for ours. So we moved to Tennessee in May. Mm-hmm. And the first Christmas, I was thinking about this, um, and I actually chatted with one of my daughters about this. And I said, I don't remember a lot of like this or that about Christmas, but I remember that first year and even the second year. And really, every year after, we were so intentional with just talking and sharing mm-hmm. our hearts with each other. It was like, what do you need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. celebrate this year? Like what would come for your heart? Mm-hmm. What would cause your heart pain? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just were very vocal with each other. Mm-hmm. So that first mm-hmm. Christmas in a new house with new surroundings, we'd sold most of everything we had mm-hmm. to start over. And it was a pretty empty house. The kids really needed to see Alan's stocking. Mm-hmm. by the fireplace. Mm-hmm. So we did, mm-hmm. did that the first two years. After the second year, his stocking no longer held peace and it, it took mm-hmm. away from the joy, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I share that because it's going to look different every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And so I think what matters is being intentional and talking to your kids about what they need. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. your husband is gone and it's October and Christmas is in two months and you don't even want to put a tree up. You want to go right. somewhere. And mm-hmm. so I think that's what 
that's what matters is being together, communicating. And for us, that that was another thing. We needed to physically be together. Mm-hmm. Now we don't spend every Christmas together because, you know, the kids are marrying and having kids. And so if we don't spend Christmas day, we try to see each other near, you know, near that time if we can. But togetherness is, we were always close. And now it's like our hearts were knit together mm-hmm. in a tighter, deeper way than I could have imagined. So holidays are hard. They look different. Mm-hmm. Um, they look different mm-hmm. than they ever have. And our table feels smaller. Our circle is smaller when we hold hands, but it's just as sweet. It's just as powerful. Yeah. And I would say we didn't really alter traditions. Like we kept every tradition we could. Okay. Every, everything that was, that was special. It was like, it didn't cease to be a tradition just because Alan wasn't here to do it with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was almost even more, more prized. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like on his birthday and different things, like we still want to have his favorite, his favorite things because Mm -hmm. it makes it feel like he's still here with us. I love to remember that when our loved ones move on, that they are part of that great cloud of witnesses, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't know when the Lord allows them Mm -hmm. to look in on us, but I like to remember that on times where obviously their presence is so missed. Mm-hmm. Right. I like mm-hmm. to remember that they they are present. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Just communication is so key with our children. And so learning how to do that, that's a whole nother topic for conversation. But it's important mm-hmm. to include them in to what what would Christmas look like for you if you could orchestrate it, but also realizing that you are the mom, so you can listen and then try to put all the pieces together, letting the yes. Lord lead you in the way that the family needs to celebrate. Mm-hmm. We've been kind of asking and talking about the same things with the other moms, but I want to hear how how did it look for you when you were anticipating Thanksgiving and Christmas? I mean, we're just right here, most likely at the beginning of November. Mm-hmm. You hear this podcast, and so expectations of others, expectations of our kids, expectations of ourselves, mm-hmm. and the anticipation. How how was that for you? Well, I tried to guard the hearts of my kids, and I, I don't want this to sound bad, but beyond seeing to the needs of my four kids, that was that was what I was focused on grief wise. Like I, I did not consider other people's expectations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because honestly, all I could handle at that moment was my own grief and theirs. Mm-hmm. And so you can't escape it. It's everything's different. Mm-hmm. So we just tried to relish the time that we had together being present with each other And it's so interesting because grief affects people differently. So while some of us verbally processed, others were quiet. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. others didn't want to bring up, remember when dad did this. Whereas like to me, that's so comforting. I want to talk about it all the time. But I noticed that for others, for some of my kids, that wasn't comforting. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you learn to respect each other's grief and Mm -hmm. ways of grieving and 
I can say this. I think that I emotionally had steeled myself or prepared myself for Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day. And I was very unaware of the day after. Mm-hmm. That's when it yeah. hit. Yeah. Because that's when everything is over, right? Mm-hmm. Especially Christmas. It's mm-hmm. like you amp up for this. We're going to suck whatever joy out of this day that we can. And and I felt that. I felt that like, Lord, you know, we're here on this earth until you call us home. I don't want the enemy to steal one day. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, that's the seek and savor. I want to be able to savor the joy of being together, of the life you, that you've still given us. And so, oh, we made it through the day and then comes the day after. And I think the enemy loves to catch us unaware. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny when you mentioned that we were going to be talking about that because I was like, I know I've written on that. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I have. Mm-hmm. So I went back to look up and it was actually a day after Thanksgiving that I had actually okay. done a whole mm-hmm. writing on what to do about the day after and how that's when the enemy comes mm-hmm. to try to take us under. If you don't care, I'm going to share a scripture. Yeah, I would love for you to share that. Tara. Yeah. So the day after there's a scripture in Colossians four, two, and three that says, stay alert Mm -hmm. with your eyes wide open in gratitude Mm -hmm. and don't forget to pray for us. So how do we handle despair when it comes knocking on our spirits and they start to sink? And that's when I take my eyes back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Remember who our enemy is, Mm -hmm. and stand firm in our faith. And we remember who God is. And he says, I am the Lion of Judah. I am the great I am. I am the beginning and the end, the faithful one, the light of the world, and so much more. We keep our eyes open. We keep them going back to Jesus. And we keep giving thanks day by day. And there's something about offering thanksgiving especially when it feels like a sacrifice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're thinking I have all these other feelings but thanksgiving Mm -hmm. there's something Mm -hmm. about giving thanksgiving anyway that when we do God does something in our hearts Mm -hmm. he changes them and joy is poured in I think the most vivid memory I have of that is the day that Alan went to heaven because he was on a hospital bed in our living room that faced the woods. And I was sleeping on the couch next to his hospital bed. And we were giving morphine round the clock to manage his pain. And I had my alarm set on my on my phone to wake me up every so many hours for his next dose of morphine. And I woke up like just suddenly and I grabbed my phone and I was like, okay, I didn't miss, I didn't miss this time. It's 15 more minutes. And I looked over at Alan and I was like, is, is his chest moving? I can't Mm -hmm. see. And I reached over and I placed my hand on his chest and I felt him exhale. Wow. God had literally woken me up Mm. to watch him exhale earth and inhale heaven. And 
after watching him the last two weeks suffer so much, mm-hmm. I had this feeling as I woke up my kids and we gathered around his bed and we had Shane and Shane music playing the whole time those Love last it. two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was it was playing. And I remember the kids and I gathering around his bed, literally weeping our eyes out, but worshiping just mm-hmm. our yeah. hands stretched to heaven, mm-hmm. worshiping. And I remember thinking, Lord, how can my heart be breaking? Mm-hmm. And re- literally feeling like it was physically breaking, but also I had such joy in my heart that Alan was not suffering, that mm-hmm. he was seeing Jesus face to face. And it was that collision of that heartache and that joy that I the only words that came to my mind in that moment were this is what this is what an offering must feel like mm-hmm. where you're literally offering up mm-hmm. your highest form of praise in the midst of the this you know terrible heartache and so that's what i was just thinking was the day after like yes you prepare yourself for those days but remember the day after, you're going to have those low feelings that are going to come in and they're going to try to sweep you away and just surrender that to Jesus. Just like you don't even have to muster up the strength to get through the day after. Just keep your eyes looking at him and let him rebuild your heart because he will. He will. And you're not alone in those feelings. Some of the greatest of the greats in the scriptures, look at Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal and then all of a sudden he's after that's all over he's like not the same Elijah you know and then what about Jonah (laughs) and you know so it's it is common and just knowing that that is coming prepare yourself to be easy on yourself Mm -hmm. and in those days following a holiday and it's so easy, like you're saying, Tara, for the enemy to slip in. He does it with our mind and just yeah. those subtle thoughts. Oh, yeah, you made it through that. But look at you now and you're not going to be able to do it. And OK, if it's after Thanksgiving, OK, now you only have days till you're going to put together Christmas. And then I think not only women who are alone, but many struggle with the days after Christmas and the days between Christmas and New Year's because yeah. the whole start of another year yeah. is overwhelming. And so yeah. to be prepared for that physically, like don't try to do a lot of things yeah. if, if you need that. Or maybe for me, I wanted to have Christmas packed up the day after that blessed me. I didn't want to mm-hmm. look at it. I wanted to have it all done. So to stay in motion, that that's how I, I wouldn't say coped because I wanted that when my husband was here. But yeah thinking through and maybe you grab a friend to talk it through with or just talk it through with your kids like this week we're not going to be doing a lot of things or I don't know whatever it is just right what you're saying is just to be prepared for the aftermath of the Mm -hmm. holidays because that's where Satan can really come in and try Mm -hmm. to bring us down so how did you prepare I think that's some of our emotional and spiritual preparation but just practical you know again you've got the mom I was with a a single mom just last night she wasn't even talking about the holidays but she's like if I need to go and get something from the store I don't have anyone to help me I'm having to take my 
kids and she's working and she's trying to manage the finances and manage the activities. And, and now you're trying to buy Christmas presents. And I remember those days. It was really hard. There were times I would sneak out in the night after my kids were safe. But, you know, if I needed an egg, I had to take eight children to the grocery store. So there was no Amazon back then. Mm -hmm. There was Mm -hmm. not all these delivery services. And and so practically, how did you handle buying gifts for your kids? And because I know some of the moms, I, I want the whole focus of Christmas is Jesus came in the manger and the story of Jesus. But we do have the other side of Christmas where we want to bless our children with presents. And so mm-hmm. how did you do that? What did that look like for your family? Well, two things. One is, so my kids were older, you know, I could leave them, but I learned to ask on my front personally, I learned to ask the Lord what their hearts needed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because sometimes our finances are affected when our husbands go home. Christmas may not look the way it used to. And so I want to encourage you that sometimes it's not so much the monetary thing, even that they request that Mm -hmm. they need, Mm -hmm. but God knows what their heart needs. And it can be something simple. Mm -hmm. It can be something that your husband, you know, had that is a treasured thing that you could pass down to them. Mm -hmm. It might be something comforting, like we took Alan's shirts and had them made into pillows. Mm -hmm. It can be something like that. Or you might just say, you know, we're going to do stockings this year, and then we're going to give to Mm -hmm. a charity together. Um, There's Mm -hmm. so many different ways that can look like. And I just want to encourage people that when you feel like you're overwhelmed by all the details, Mm -hmm. that's a great time to ask the Holy Spirit to shine a light on what is important Mm -hmm. and what would speak the love that we all envision a Christmas package being for our children. We want to give them all the things because we love them, Mm -hmm. but what will meet their heart? Like Mm -hmm. what, what is something that's intentional that will meet their heart? The other thing is, I was raised by a single mama. Mm. And so she did take us when she had to do Christmas shopping, like she took us with her. Mm -hmm. And it's such a vivid memory in my mind of a cart. And my sister and I, you know, walking along the cart, little girls and her taking off her coat and throwing it over what was ever in the cart and saying, now guys, don't look, you Mm -hmm. know, and That was just my normal routine of growing up Mm -hmm. as in a single parent home Mm -hmm. um, with my mom Christmas shopping because she uh, didn't have family nearby to take care Mm -hmm. of us. And so she managed or she would say, do you like this sweater or that sweater? And then she would say, "Okay, go look over there across the store, you know. Mm -hmm. And so even that was fun to me. Mm -hmm. I think you Mm -hmm. can create fun and we need to let ourselves off the hook expecting things to look a certain way or expecting things to look like another family's and just be like, we can create moments of beauty and we create memories um, with what we have. That's so beautiful. I definitely need to have you back on to share your story of growing up fatherless. Sounds Mm -hmm. like so. I would love to hear that. Such good wisdom and encouragement for these moms because finances are 
a reality. And as moms, we do want to give them everything on their list. Mm-hmm. And that's not always best, but we, we want to listen to them and what would make Christmas special. And God is a creative God. And he's a generous God as well. So just to be able to watch how he provides and how he meets those needs, whether it is a certain bicycle or or it's a an emotional heirloom from their dad, mm-hmm. he will he will show you how to do that. So I love that story. So Tara, a lot of our listeners are not single moms, believe it or not. We have a lot of people who are family of a new widow or they're the best friend or a friend walking alongside. So we may have some of those friends and family listening today and they're wanting to know how I can support my friend who doesn't have a dad for their kids and no husband. So is there a meaningful act of kindness that stands out for you that you experienced? I know a lot of times people want to step in and they want to bless. And I know you were in a new area and a new community, so I don't know how that looked, but anything stand out as you look back? Um, yeah, it was, that was the hard part of moving to a new area because mm-hmm. we hadn't made connections yet mm-hmm. that were deep like that. But mm-hmm. I still feel like God supplied in ways that we didn't expect, mm-hmm. whether it would be flowers on my doorstep from a random friend of one of my kids Mm. to a check in the mail when we most needed it. Mm. I would just say this, if you are wanting to support a single parent, ask the Lord what they need and then obey him, whatever that looks like, because he knows. Don't ask them how can I help you? For sure. Because they're not going to say, they're not going to say, just say, this is, this is what God told me to do. And I want to bless you with that. I do know my best friend, she didn't, I don't think she even asked me, but right after Alan went to heaven, she bought me new sheets for my bed. What a gift. I cannot tell you. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't sleep in that bed. I know. I could not. Mm-hmm. And um now it's one it's the one of the few things that we moved to Tennessee with us because the bed was an anniversary present from Alan mm-hmm. on our first anniversary. Mm-hmm. But I had to paint it white mm-hmm. so that it looked different when I climbed in every night. And now I'm so glad I kept it. It's a treasure. But just having brand new sheets. Mm-hmm. for my bed was probably I f- felt like a sweet intimate gift for sure. that people don't think about so I just encourage you to think what would bless you if you were left in that circumstance how would you how would you want someone to show up for you because I think so many times it's so easy to say I love you I'm praying for you let me know if you need anything but I'm I'm here to tell you that that will probably rarely ever happen that somebody will reach out Mm -hmm. and say, can you do this? I need that. And if we're believers, we have the Holy Spirit. So why not ask him and then just follow through? And and I can say on this end, it's a joy as a single mom now to get to listen to the Holy Spirit for other people. Like Mm -hmm. I have been blessed. So I love to sit with the Lord and say, what would you have me do? 
and then get to obey and trust that it, it's going to bless somebody as much as I was blessed. That is helpful. And moms, it's hard to be on the receiving end. And so you may be even struggling with that. And it, at one point, it's like the Lord said to me, I am giving you a lot of examples of how to give. So learn how to receive because there will be a day where this has been modeled for you and you will be able to turn around and give back. And this is a podcast is an out of perspective ministry. So a lot of the driving force behind perspective ministries is this is how people serve me. This is how they blessed me. I was thinking of it recently. I don't know why a lot of Thanksgivings, we weren't with my family. They lived in another state. So it was probably the logistics of traveling and all that. But there were several, one family that invited us often to their home for Thanksgiving. And it was, that was a relief in itself. I didn't have to worry about the meal. We could bring some food, but they just brought us into their family. So, and then we had another family that if they didn't invite us for Thanksgiving, Easter, they invited us. And just having that invitation was mm -hmm. a gift. But ladies, some of you may not be getting those invitations. And so at some point, probably not the first couple of years of Christmas and your holidays, but there will come a time where you can extend the invitation. Mm -hmm. You can invite another single mom over, or you can invite a friend. And so rather than waiting for that invitation, start extending it yourself and you'd be amazed at what that does for you. But also I would encourage you, it is hard to ask for help and it's not a pride thing. It's often, you don't even know what kind of help you need. So when you're given that pop quiz, like how do you need help? How can we help you? We're like a deer in the headlights, mm -hmm. but you might want to think of some needs that you have ongoing. Maybe your child needs piano lessons or wants piano lessons. And so think of some things out of the box like that, that you could say, you know, help with piano lessons, not, not the whole year of piano lessons, but maybe you could give towards that. That would be a gift to me. Or, or maybe your child needs tutoring even, you know, so my child is struggling with math. If you could help with financial provision for the tutoring or they need tennis shoes for the sport that they're in and I can't so I would think about those things as well I love the sheets I you know maybe even if now if you're on the giving end just some loungewear maybe you can't mm -hmm. sheets are expensive these days like mm -hmm. hundreds for a nice set maybe just a nice comfortable loungewear and just to acknowledge that I know you're alone in the nights. And so just like you said, Tara, the Holy Spirit will lead moms and he will lead friends and family. And we just listen to him. I just remembered a quick story. And I think this was the year after Alan went to heaven. Uh, the kids and I wanted to think about somebody in need, in a greater need than we had. Mm -hmm. So I think we took like, $50 of Christmas and money. And I said, let's go to Walmart, mm -hmm. listen to the spirit, ask him what he wants you to get. And we're going to get things that, that someone in a nursing home might need mm -hmm. like a lap blanket. And, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I remembered one of my boys was like, I feel like I'm supposed to get this particular blue 
Mm. blanket. Wow. And we've got some flowers. And when we went there, we'd never been to this nursing home. It was a new city. Mm -hmm. And we said, who doesn't have family here? Mm. Or their family doesn't come to visit them. And they pointed out Mm -hmm. like four or five people. And my Mm. son went up with this blue blanket to this one specific lady. And he was like, we just wanted you to know that Jesus loves you. And we hope you have a Merry Christmas. And we want to give this to you. And she was like, that's the exact shade of blue my husband used to wear. And I mean, for my kids to be able to see that he goes before us. Yes. And and somehow in them reaching out and sharing the grief of someone else, Mm -hmm. they were helped Mm -hmm. with their own grief. That's beautiful. I love that. Yes, moms, you get to make Christmas special and the holidays special. So don't look at this home for the holidays, even the title of this podcast, like, I don't want to be home for the holidays and home for the holidays doesn't look like it used to, but it can, it can be new, brand new. It will be different, but it can be good and, and amazing actually. And so thank you, Tara. Is there anything else you'd like to share with single mom or anything else you'd like to say? I think just reminding them that he's not forgotten you. You're not forgotten. So don't ever let that lie take root in your heart. You are not forgotten. He loves you. He sees you and he sings over you. Mm -hmm. He does. And that's how he holds us. I guess let's close with how did you feel God holding you in the darkest times of the holidays? Mm, I I think he would just, at random times, speak to me through nature or, you know, through through his word. He speaks to mm-hmm. me a lot through his word. Mm-hmm. It's funny, the more you put the word of God in you, in your heart, even when you're feeling like I just did my Bible reading, it didn't really speak to me today, like you're hiding it in your heart. Mm-hmm. And there have been so many times that the spirit would, would bring to mind either scripture mm-hmm. or a song that would come out of my mouth and I would be singing it before I was even really thinking about it. And then as I stopped to listen to the words, I realized it was speaking the truth that my heart needed in that moment. Mm-hmm. So as crazy as life may seem, as little time as it may feel like you have to yourself, always carve out that time to just sit in his presence and let him fill you up because in the pressing, that's what comes out is what you fill your heart with. For sure. Thank you so much. It's been my blessing to have you on today, along with all the moms who have joined in to this little mini series. And We've closed each time with a prayer for moms and for their kids. So would you be willing to pray for us now? Sure. Okay. Father God, we just come before you with grateful hearts for the way that you always meet us, God, for the way that you go before us, um, that you're not surprised by the things that happen in our lives, God, but that you have gone before us and that You come behind us as our rear guard. Father, would you help us to set you, our mighty God, right in front of our eyes, that we would hold fast to you and that when we're too tired to hold on, God, remember that you hold fast to us. 
and that you would speak truth over our hearts and our minds, God. Would you today, this very day, as they listen to this podcast, God, would you powerfully move in each person's life that they can see the evidence of your presence, God, whether that be in nature or a random phone call or a letter or just a truth you drop in their spirit, God, would you remind them today that you are for them, that you are their champion, and that they can hide in the shadow of your wings, God, but that your desire is for good for them and that there are so many good things you have planned for them, good works you have planned for them to do. And just invite them into a place of rest in your presence that they might be filled up and restored. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Moms, that concludes our mini-series on Home for the Holidays. And I want you to please check out Tara's podcast, Seek and Savor. We will have a link to that in the show notes. And please share this with others. I feel sure this will encourage moms who feel overwhelmed or um, can't even imagine their first Christmas without their husband, or maybe it's their fifth or sixth, or even it's their 10th. I know this will encourage them. It will encourage them to lift up their eyes, which is what Tara's anchor for her life. And I pray it would be an anchor for yours as well. Please give us a rating and a review. We would love for you to put a review out there. Just give some feedback, give some encouragement for other moms that helps. And just know we're cheering you on. We're praying for you. God is with you during this tender season. And I pray that he would make himself known to you as your wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and prince of peace.